Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to TFL Talking Trucks Podcast. That's right. I'm Nathan, who's recently showered. You're welcome. Whoa. (laughs) And I'm Andre, who recently came back from our cross-country road trip. That's right. And what type of road trip was it? Well, I was very fortunate, thanks to many, many people, I was able to purchase for the company a brand new 2022 Toyota Tundra. Before we go any further, we need to thank some of the people who actually helped make this happen. Yeah, so in the, on this episode, I want to kind of tell you about my trip, Nathan, because, oh, yeah. because quite a few things happened. Right. Uh, but first, like you said, uh, patreon.com slash TFLcar is uh, our Patreon page, and we have many supporters, especially recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to just name a few of you guys. Please do. Uh, and gals. Uh, who are supporting us, especially during this Christmas and holiday season. We love that. Thank you so much, guys. So, for example, Tom Cisternino. I'm sorry, Tom. Really butchered your name. <laughs> yeah, no, no, keep going. This is great. Uh, Wade Christine Moss. That's yeah. fine. And Mike Topping. That's also easy. Yeah, pretty good. There you go. Uh, guys, you support us in a big way. We really appreciate it. It makes this podcast possible. And also TFL-Studios. Dot com possible. That's right. Because of your support, we're able to do things like be one of the very first people in the United States to get our hands on a brand new Toyota Tundra. Yes. So as you may know, uh, this was a long time coming. So obviously, well, <laughs> the new generation of the Tundra was a long time coming. Indeed. But, but then uh, we really wanted to be on top of this because this is a brand new truck. TFL truck, as you know, we, we love to stay on top of news mm-hmm. and everything about pickups and also full-size SUVs as well. Yeah, let me give you a little bit of background in terms of what we try to do. And we've done this before. If you remember with the Bronco and the TRX, the Ram, we want to get our hands on these vehicles first, not because we want to just simply claim that we're first, but because we want to get a lot of content out there with that vehicle for you guys. Because a lot of you are on the fence on whether or not you want it and what it can actually do and what it can do in the real world, which is what we're all about. As such, when we get our hands on the vehicle, we don't just sit and talk about it. We put it to the test, and we've already driven the hell out of the Tundra, and we have a lot of information coming your way. Absolutely, and this is also part of our long-term test fleet, like Correct. you were saying. So, for example, if you look back, what, two to three years ago, we had the new Rem Rebel mm-hmm. uh, Hemi with eTorque. That's right. We were one of the first to actually do real-world testing with the eTorque system. That's correct. Uh, then we had the Trail Boss with a 5.3-liter V8 and a 10-speed, which yep. was a new combination. That's correct. Uh, then we had the Raptor, mm-hmm. uh, TRX, yep. Bronco, yep. Tundra. Yep, and include, I would like to include your truck, too, your personal truck, the F-150 Hybrid, because yeah. he was one of the early ones to get his hands on that as well. So once again, it's not so much just you know the fact that we're very proud of the fact we get these early, and we are, but we also use these trucks, and we get you as much information as possible. So I wanted that to sort of sit in the background before Andre regales us with his long-distance travel story. 
And I think it's up to you now. Take it away. Well, so it started actually before I flew to Houston, Texas from Denver, mm-hmm. because uh, we obviously it's very difficult time the, the, this year. Oh yeah, uh, with shortages, delays, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, many dealers. We've done many shows about various dealerships, also ma- doing market adjustments and up upcharges, etc., mm-hmm. etc. So uh, we, of course, we like we just said, we wanted to be one of the first because we want to bring it to you first. Um, so that was already difficult even before this trip started, this road trip with the Tundra. Uh, we worked with, of course, like Josh from Toyota, then Tracy from Gulf State Toyota Distribution. And of course, then eventually I, I actually was able to work with uh, Fred Haas Toyota World in Houston, Texas. So I, I had to say this because many people co- collaborated to make this happen. The logistics sounded pretty daunting. And you have to be consider what, it ha- what has been happening with the automotive industry, with uh, shortages, with vehicle supply. You have to factor all that into Andre making phone calls daily, pretty much. And bothering sure, people. And, bother, people. and really bothering people to make sure that this happened. But also playing by the rules while it happened. And I give you a lot of credit for that because I would have cheated like hell just <laughs> to find a way to make it happen. Th- thanks, dude. And, and also, so when we were ordering this truck, which was a couple months ago, maybe three months ago, and we talked about it on the previous show and maybe our live show as well, mm-hmm. uh, that we wanted long-term trucks and Tundra was going to be one of them. We wanted initially an SR5 model, which is kind of a little bit more basic. Yep. Uh, we wanted a TRD off-road package because we love off-roading and, of course, the towing package because we need to do towing uh, trailering tests. Right. And then we were recommended to kind of step up to the limit because we could get a few more tech options and also keep the price not super high. Correct. Um, so that's what we ended up being, but our priority was being first. And then I get a phone call, and they said, we just built a bunch of SR5s, <laughs> and Limiteds come later. I'm right. like, oh, great, but we ordered the Limited. Mm-hmm. This is the Tundra Limited, which is kind of a mid-grade for, for Toyota Tundra. Um, uh, just a quick interjection here that the – uh, usual thing for automakers and truck makers is to build the high-end ones first and like their uh, launch editions and everything else, yeah. get those out, make you pay a huge fortune on those, and then the cheaper ones come later. So this was a bit of a turnaround. Yeah, and this was a surprise. And also, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, Toyota is a big, huge company, global, the, yeah, global company. And we did not have a lot of vision into this process. Mm-hmm. So... Like you said, uh, I was calling, you know, very often and trying to get updates. And they were very patient with us. So, yeah. Anyway, so finally I get a call. Boom. Your truck cleared uh, factory inspection. It's uh, going to be on its way. It was out of the blue. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was a Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh, boom. There was a phone call. So I, I sat down with Roman here at the studio. Right. And we we're like, well, we're doing a few things. We're going to be doing a drag race, et cetera, et cetera. And Roman is like, we looked at each other like, which is good to go. Yeah. So, so <laughs> I was able to get a flight. You were there, right? I Remember? was there. I was there. I saw you running around, first booking a flight, pulling your hair out, which, by the way, good haircut, <laughs> and um, you know, trying to negotiate to make sure everything was lined up so you could immediately fly out there one way, get from the airport to the dealership, make sure the dealership actually had the truck and right. that it wasn't going to sell it off to somebody else, which, by the way, does happen with some dealerships who yes. are rather unscrupulous. Unscru- and get everything done, and then figure out how to get back. 
Yes. So everything worked out. And then um, uh, Ryan from Fred Haas Toyota World, mm-hmm. um, I was t- communicating with him because he's at the dealership. He's right. like, I'm going to pick you up at the uh, airport. Good like, man. Whoa. <laughs> because that was uh, incredible. I mean, they went above and beyond. Yes, they did. Um, so that was very, very special. So I, anyway, boom, I, I see the truck, and it's it's a good-looking truck. Yes, that grill is large and in charge. <laughs> it's polarizing. I'm yes. sorry. I, I think I, I'm still not married to the design, but I will say it's unique. So let's talk about the spec of the truck first. Please. So it's a crew cab. They call it Crew Max. That's what Toyota calls it. Mm-hmm. Um, short bed with basically five-and-a-half-foot bed. Uh, four-wheel drive, of course. Uh, this truck is all new. Mm-hmm. Uh, the frame is new, the chassis, the suspension, uh, interior body, everything. Uh, like I said, we got a limited trim, which starts at around, I want to say, about 52000 mm-hmm. for the crew cab four-wheel drive. Right. And then we chose the TRD off-road package, which gave us, uh, well, a few things we'll discuss in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it was about $3,100. Okay. Um, you know, Toyota has this other thing where, you know, the configurator came out as well, right. where you can configure it online. But uh, the configurator was so complex, and the configure was also based on the zip code, right, where you are when right. you're configuring it, that I could never actually configure this truck <laughs> until I saw it. Until so I actually, was a little nervous. Yeah, we, we just didn't know 100% exactly what we were getting because we pushed so hard to get it early. Now, uh, if I can add a couple things, first of all, you know, this is not the base truck. The base truck is the SR5. Oh, the SR even below it. Or the SR even below it. Yeah. And they did change the naming convention of this truck. So Limited isn't the very top of the line like it is with other brands. It's very confusing. I, I don't quite know why Toyota did this. But nonetheless, uh, can you kind of give us a breakdown of where the base price starts and also answer why didn't we get the uh, TRD Pro? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, 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 the, so the shorter cab Tundra. So, if you wanted a base, base, base model like mm-hmm. a work truck, right. right? So, you would get a shorter cab, which is like a double cab they right. call it. Uh, with also, you can get a shorter bed mm-hmm. with that as well. Uh, Two wheel drive mm-hmm. starts at around thirty five to thirty six grand. Okay, that's not actually, that's not too bad though. Yeah. So it's comparable. I mean, you could say like. Uh, so t- the new Tundra will, is no longer available as a two-door. Mm-hmm. Uh, others like Ford, GM, and Ram offer two-door versions at, at lower prices, right? Right. So Toyota kind of went uh, not for that work truck, but just above that uh, with this double cab. Can I? Then, um, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes. So I want to say though that you get standard the twin turbocharged V6 and standard the 10-speed automatic transmission. That is their base and standard powertrain. Yes, uh, which is really good. But the, for SR version of the Tundra, the new one, that engine is a little bit detuned. Mm-hmm. It has lower par- power and torque. Um, anyway, so then uh, you can get, of course, the larger cab, mm. four-wheel drive, and then it goes from SR to SR5. Right. Then it goes to Limited, which mm-hmm. is what we have. Right. Then it goes to also Platinum, uh, and then there is a TRD Pro. And the 1794 edition. So the 1794 is kind of their more city luxury truck, so to speak. Also with a Western theme. Yeah. Because it's got Texas. 1794 is the ranch, um, Texas ranch, the date it was based, where the factory is now in uh, San Antonio. Right. Um, And then TRD Pro is their uh, off-road, top-of-the-line truck, basically. Okay. Now, TRD Pro, among other vehicles... They come with one powertrain as well, but it's not the same one as the one we have. Right. So the TRD Pro, they're going to be launching only as the hybrid. And the hybrid will be available across the board 
in either March or April of next year. Right, which is why we didn't get it because exactly. it just took too long and we wanted to get the first version. Also, we feel that this is the volume seller. Um, the Limited should be one of the more popular trims, that in the SR5 across the board, and that should be a majority of people out there who are able to buy the truck because it's somewhat of a reasonable price, so to speak, and because if we're towing and off-roading with this truck, it will give you a better idea of what the volume seller does. Now, with that, Andre, talk about what we paid in terms of our off-road package. Exactly. So, like I said, so our truck started at around fifty-two, fifty-three. Mm-hmm. Then the off-road package, which actually gives you a few things: uh, wheels and tires, mm-hmm. uh, rear locker, which is important. Which is huge because huge. it didn't—they didn't exist before, and I'm so happy it's there. Yes. Uh, also, some skid plates, um, some other badging and trim, uh, even on the inside, mm-hmm. TRD off-road trim. Uh, which comes with a special like um, console shifter, special starter button, <laughs> a couple touches. A couple little TRD touches. That was about $3,000, like I said. So then with tax, uh, I'm sorry, not tax, but with destination fees, that was about 57000 Okay. And you could see that there's also a video of me um, driving the truck on TFL Truck YouTube channel. Uh, but, but then a lot of you have asked, did they upcharge us? <laughs> It's a big question. Yes. No. The answer was no. So they agreed uh, to sell it to us at MSRP. So there was no discounts. There was no, you know, we didn't get it under special MSRP rebates. Or there like was that. no. It's a. It was a brand new truck. When I got there, and the tr- it was getting dark. It was like 5:30 p.m. Mm-hmm. It was getting already dark. This is in North Houston, um, and I was in the parking lot, which is lit up, and people kept coming by. Mm-hmm. You know, some customers came by, oh, is this for sale? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, then, because, and it was like the only one there, right? Yeah, the parking lot was almost empty, <laughs> right? Because, uh, once again, shortages. Right, right, right. right. So the, there's another fella came by. He's like, oh, I watch you guys all the time. He recognized me. Mm-hmm. That was really special. Thank you for coming by. And he had the previous generation Tundra. So, that, uh, so anyway, and I said, no, it's not available. It's not available. <laughs> I just got it. Yeah. So... Um, we got it at MSRP, and then out the door, because we had to play uh, Colorado, you know, Boulder County uh, registration um, and also licensing fees, that was, that was huge. Yeah. Uh, so the final price was 64000 after registration fees, et cetera. So we did it without the markup, but we still got marked up because Boulder registration <laughs> fees are astronomical and unfair. Um, and I, I will go on record and say that anywhere. I'm sure some of you guys have the same issues in some of the places you live. Now, um, let's let's transition over to what happened. In t- now, first of all, Texas, you guys are the most neighborly people on the planet, especially gearheads and petrolheads, whatever you want to call yourself. Uh, I've been there before. We've, we've all been recognized there before, and people in general seem to be very polite and very into the fact that we're driving unique vehicles. So you are already a celebrity rolling down the highway, but your first stop, <laughs> what a burger. Well, I had to. But it was almost next door. Yeah. I mean, it was nearby. But that's the first picture I got. <laughs> yeah. Not, not so from the I, lot. I, 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 yeah. No, I did not text you the dealership picture. I texted <laughs> you the Whataburger picture yeah. uh, because I, I really had to stop there. Yeah. Then I, I went from there to uh, Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, as one does. As one does. Because <laughs> it's also nearby. Right. Um, so I, I stocked up on water, a uh, couple of snacks. I got my burger out of the way, uh-huh. and I got on the road. That was in the evening. And so my challenge was uh, to really make it home by Friday night. So this was Thursday night. 
So I really wanted to make home a Friday night because there was also a Christmas party. <laughs> that he had to attend. Uh, it was from my wife's work. <laughs> he yeah. had to attend. Yeah. So it was a little bit of a challenge. So I get on the road and I want to do an MPG test as well. So I, I do that on video as well. Mm -hmm. So because it's our first chance, uh, this truck is brand new. It had 17 miles when I picked it up. So it's not properly broken in yet. Well, right. So 17 miles. So I, I, I'm guessing, and I don't know exactly how Toyota verified it. or cert, You know, sometimes they do some checks and mm -hmm. drive it around the factory or something else. Sure. Anyway, um, so I topped it off. A lot of you asked questions. Did Toyota provide a full tank of fuel? Yes. Hmm. But why did they top off? Because I had to make sure. <laughs> right. So right. he squeezed a quarter gallon in there or whatever it was. It was like a gallon yeah. you know, that I used uh, on the way to the first gas stop. So that way we can make sure that he had the maximum fuel absolutely topped off. And then he takes off. Now, um, I noticed, by the way, with that video, which is it's on TFL Truck or TFL Now? Truck, yeah. TFL Truck, um, that a lot of comments were like, well, that's not as efficient as I thought it was going to be or whatever. Um, so before we get into that mileage, I wanted to address something. Uh, and many of you, I'm sure, will agree. Once you break in a vehicle after 500 to 1,000 miles, they tend to be a lot more efficient. Things tend to loosen up, and they tend to get better mileage. So we will once this thing is broken in, do another long-distance MPG loop with this vehicle because we have to. I yeah, think it's and, only fair. And I think we should also do like a towing MPG loop as well. Yes, absolutely. Because uh, we we have done a Nike gauntlet, which is an extreme test for towing. Yep. And that video is still coming. So mm -hmm. stay tuned. It, it's going to be publishing very it's soon. It's part of our top truck um, you know, best, awards. Best truck competition yeah. uh, that we're doing, which we'll mention at the end. Um, but you're right. So it wasn't broken in, obviously, brand new. Mm -hmm. And it does have a few new efficiency-minded uh, features. Okay. Not just a new engine, right? <laughs> right. So it's, it is a twin-turbo V6, which is 3.5 liter. It does have a 10-speed, uh, which gives you a wider range of gearing. Right? Yeah, and a totally different set of gear ratios, too, than the, the former truck. What was the rear end in it? So the former truck had a 430 rear end, which was actually like a heavy duty yeah like it's a, kind of like yeah, a diesel beefy yeah beefy now uh well the axle is still beefy uh -huh. but the ratio is different it's now a 331 so they lowered it quite a lot yeah um and by lowering i mean it's a little bit more efficiency minded mm -hmm. but then of course the gearing still helps you you mm -hmm. still have the acceleration because the first gear is geared fairly low right and then at the top end you know eighth ninth and tenth gears you can have cruising gears. All, are all three of those overdrives? Yeah. Is that what, okay. Yeah, the seventh gear is basically one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. um, and then in the transmission, eight, nine, and ten is basically efficiency gearing okay. uh, for higher speeds. And I was going 70, 75 according to the speed limits where, wherever I was. Right. So the other efficiency features that the new Tundra has. So first of all, it does have grill shutters. Okay. So it does have a massive grill, but inside of it, it can shut itself mm -hmm. under certain conditions. And most new trucks do this now. Yeah. So at higher speeds, when the engine is warmed up, um, uh, it can actually close it and make the aerodynamics a little bit better. Right. So uh, the, the air that flows into the hood is actually channeled or into the grill and then channeled outward and it's actually considered more efficient. So even though it looks like it's a barn in terms of its shape, it's relatively efficient with its, its uh, drag. It's a little bit less of a barn, yeah, a smaller it's, barn. It's a smaller barn. And, and then it also has a deployable chin. Mm -hmm. So it does have, so Ram initially introduced this, uh, what, three years ago on their Ram trucks? Yeah, about that, yeah. Uh, where there's actually a chin spoiler. In the Ram's case, it kind of comes down. Right. And up, um, and it makes the truck a little bit more aerodynamic at higher speeds. 
Then Ford just came out with it, mm-hmm. uh, with their version of it on the F-150. Right. My truck has that. Right. Uh, now, the Tundra has it, too. Right. With the Tundra, you have to be in eco mode. Am I correct? I, I think you either have to be in eco mode or any mode, in, in fact. And at higher speeds, what it does, it doesn't just come down like a slider. It actually unfolds and oh, just kind okay. of unfolds down and provides a little bit more aerodynamic. And there's also an eco mode. Okay. So before, uh, I, you know, Tundra had the tow haul mode, right. but now there's normal, there's eco, and there's also sport mm-hmm. for accelerations. Right. So I was in eco mode for this trip. So okay. I was trying to be normal. I wasn't hypermiling it. Obviously. Right, but you were still were at least in eco mode, and, and that way the truck is running. Does it have cylinder deactivation or anything like that? Hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure, I actually. I don't think it does. Right. And if you guys know different from us, let us know. But I believe it doesn't. So let's move on from there. And it's not the hybrid once again. So this is a twin turbocharged V6. Um, non hybrid. Uh, non hybrid. 10-speed automatic transmission. Uh, top three gears are overdrive gears. More aerodynamic than before. Functional aerodynamics for better economy. And then an eco mode on top of that. Yes. And can you, I mean... I just wanted to mention this because I was, as I was driving by myself, mm-hmm. had a lot of time to think. I'm sure you did. Um, and I was thinking, you know, back, well, 10 years ago, you know, Formula One racing cars had the wings that would fall, you know, unfold and mm-hmm. open and close, right? Active arrow. Then hypercars had them, you know, McLarens, you know, air brakes that would come up sure, on, sure. on the rear spoilers. Front would open up and Bugatti close. as well and a lot of those other brands. And those vehicles cost either millions or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sure. Now a common pickup truck has active arrow. <laughs> yeah, and some common cars do as well. Yeah. yeah, so this was amazing just in my mind, you know, that we've come a long way. Well, I had a Mitsubishi 3000 GT VR4, and that had active arrow on it. And back then, that was like witchcraft. People were, mm-hmm. and, and it, it didn't always work well, probably because <laughs> the car I had was damaged. I worked at a wrecking yard, long story. But the point is that um, this is now a common truck, and this is done to get better MPG. What Do you recall what the uh, figures are, uh, the EPA numbers on that truck? Yeah, so it's uh, 19 combined and, and 22 on the highway. And this is for the four-wheel drive uh, version of Basically the Basically what we have. Yeah, and I believe the city number is a 17. Okay. So 17, 19, 22. And what did you get? So, well, let, let me continue a little oh, bit Oh, no, more. no, please do. Because I'm... Uh, I'm so... I wanted to make, like I said, I, I had about 24 hours to make it back. Yep. And it's technically 1,100 miles-ish. Mm-hmm. And it's about, like, if you had no stop, if you had, like, multiple drivers, you could probably do it in 14 to 15 hours. Yeah, I'm sure of that. Um, but I, I was by myself. So I wanted to go past Dallas, mm-hmm. which I did. Um, and I actually ended up going to um, uh, Wichita Falls, Texas. Okay. So, which was about 330 miles-ish. So, that was so my about first a third, stop. Yeah, one-third of the way there, basically. Yeah, kind of one-third of the way there. Or and I had to stop because I was tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, people do get tired. Even Andre, the mighty Andre, gets tired. Well, it was 1 a.m. Okay. Or 2 a.m. by the time I got to Wichita Falls. Okay, so you stayed so, there in a hotel? I'm yeah, guessing? and then, boom, I filled up. And at the truck, if I remember correctly, uh, you know, the trip meter, said about, I think, 18.3. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, this is 75 miles an hour, because, by the way, Texas highways are 
beautiful. Oh yeah, they're really well. Laid Usually, down. really well. You know, pavement is really smooth yeah. for the most part. A lot of them are three lanes, not two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, interstates. I was on I forty for a lot of it. Um, and the and locals tend to drive pretty quick too, which is good. Yes, <laughs> I wasn't trying to keep up with the locals. <laughs> yeah, just let them pass. I was mindful. Uh, you know, a ticket would not be a good thing. It would have been spe- funny, but yeah, I agree. A speeding ticket would not have been a positive right. uh, experience for me. Um, so I kind of stayed true to, to the uh, speed limits, uh, which was mainly 75. And when I filled up, and you know, some new trucks we've tested on road trips, mm-hmm. which we did many, uh, even, you know, together. Uh, sometimes a new truck's computer can be wrong. Yes, we've seen that many times. Because the truck doesn't know. It was just born, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't know what's going on in the world. Right. So sometimes the computer doesn't know exactly what to predict or what, it, what to show. But at the pump, it showed 18.6, hmm. which was very close to what the truck was saying. That's fantastic. I was pleasantly, you know, that was really nice. So it wasn't overestimating. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really underestimating by a lot. Um, so that was, I basically got the combined number. Got it. I got close to 19. A lot of you said, boo. Yeah. You know, I, I've low. Been seeing. Low. Yeah. Well, it is, you know, that was my test. That was his test. He was going at a pretty high rate of speed in a truck that's not broken in. And I want to just emphasize that. And I'm not trying to favor Toyota over anybody else, but if this were Ford, if this were Nissan, anybody else, I would say the same thing. So the reality is, is that currently, you know, that that was what you were getting. So continue on your uh, route coming back home. Yeah. So the next morning uh, when I filled up, actually, so I stopped, filled up. And then uh, my my route was through Amarillo, mm-hmm. basically, which is, I love going that way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something, you know, Western about it. Oh, Amarillo is cool. awesome, yeah. Yeah. And they have big steaks. <laughs> they do indeed. <laughs> and although, big burger. Although you didn't have a chance to get a steak. You, no, I think you just ate drive through and not, just kept on going. Not this time. No. Actually, I stopped a little bit before Amarillo, and I got some taquitos. <laughs> Perfect. And, and really, you know, good, really good chips, you know, freshly baked. Yeah. Freshly baked. You know, You're making me t- hungry. Keep going. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh, so uh, that was my uh, road to food. Uh, and so... And then on the way, there was some traffic, et cetera, et cetera, uh, mostly uneventful. Okay. Um, there was some high winds. I met some high winds when I was going through because I had to cut across Oklahoma. Right. And then I went up to on the eastern part of Colorado to Lamar and cut across diagonally. How did it handle during high winds? Actually, qu- quite well. Mm-hmm. And in general, I have to say a um, couple things, first of all. So the stability and the suspension are excellent, I okay. would say. Um, this new truck, you know, has the this you know the crew cab has the longish wheelbase, which is about 147 inches, right? Which is comparable to other full size. Uh, yeah, it's very close to many of them. Um, and the Bilstein shocks, which is part of the off road package, mm-hmm. uh, are not just for off road; they're very actually comfy on road, mm-hmm. uh, which is often the case with off road packages. That's yeah. Um, so so that that was that was really cool. Uh, then. Um, Couple things were not as cool. Uh, the the seat the seat bottom is not very comfortable. Yeah, you mentioned that before. And then remember, so we we took it on the Ike, right? And, and you had a similar thought. I did too, as well, but I, I want to save that for uh, impressions that you guys are going to see of the Ike Gauntlet video, which should be coming out shortly after you see this video. Um, but you know, the the overall build design I think also comes to when people are driving cross country, they notice the little things 
inside the truck. So how was the interior of the truck other than the seat? So the seat, yeah, I wish the seat bottom would be maybe a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit softer. Yeah, I agree. uh, For a longer trip. Then, um, so what Toyota did is that they created this kind of a sill on the window, mm-hmm. right, on both sides. Right. Um, and the visibility was pretty good, including the mirrors are pretty good. But I felt like when I put my hand, my elbow on this, actually, which is kind of soft, which is nice. Which is a good thing. Yeah. It, it's kind of hot. Yeah. You know the, what I'm saying? My oh, shoulder was a little bit high uh, when I had my elbow on there. If automaker... If automakers had it their way, they would almost completely cancel out the window. You may notice that over time, uh, windows are getting smaller and smaller and doors are getting higher and higher. And that's for crash protection. Um, the more, the less your greenhouse, the more metal they're able to get into the vehicle. Hence, it's better for all-around protection, which is a good thing. But also, visibility does suffer. And just having that greenhouse, as Andre demonstrated, you, you have to lift your elbow higher and higher. And I'm just like Andre. I love driving with windows open, and I love to hang my arm on the door. And having it sitting too high is a little uncomfortable. And that is an issue that that's not only with Toyota. There are other trucks that have that issue as well. Yeah, and of course there is another little pad lower, uh, on you know on the door, but you know by the handle. Right. So I ended up putting my hand down there a little bit more. But it does feel a little different doing that, right? It's not as natural as just right. hanging your your arm upwards. But anyway, so continue. So in in high winds, like you were asking, the truck was pretty stable and also relatively quiet. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of you were asking questions such as. Um, you know, is there a lot of road noise, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't find it to be the case. Uh, there is some un- under acceleration. There is a little bit of sound augmentation. Right. That Tundra is now doing because there is no V8. There is no burly V8 under there. Which back at the previous model when you had the TRD exhaust was glorious. It was Ooh. one of the best sounding V8s out there, provided it had that exhaust package. But now they do pipe in a little bit of noise. And it's, it's a pro and con with that. Yeah, and it's okay. And actually, at high speeds, you, I, I don't want to hear the engine because yeah. you're just cruising, right? Yeah, right. Um, the cruise control system worked well. It has the adaptive system, mm-hmm. so it maintains the distance to the vehicle ahead of you. Right. Um, all that stuff as well. The lane departure system is a little bit annoying. <laughs> maybe I'm a glad lot you got annoying. There. Um, I hate it. Um, well, I drove this truck so, as well. Yeah, so first of all, it beeps. Like crazy. Uh it, it takes, you know, just a few inches. If you're going just a few inches to the le- right or left, and it first of all, it will also try to correct. Mm-hmm. So it does have lane centering. Uh, but if you're going a little bit too close to the lines on the highway, it'll start beeping. It'll scream at you like a yeah. parrot lit on fire. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and on top of that, yes, you can defeat it, but it doesn't remain defeated. It's not something that you can permanently turn off. Right, because every time you restart the engine... All the systems that come on. Right. And, and this is their latest, uh, they call it Toyota Safety Sense 2.5, mm-hmm. which is their latest generation of systems. And in general, like, the cruise control works well. Yeah, yeah. Um, even the lane centering sometimes works well. But there's a lot of other things that, you know, tend to beep quiet. I think it's way too intrusive. I actually think it takes away from the driving experience. And I, I don't consider it a safety issue, but I certainly consider it a comfort issue. Now continue. Yeah, so... And those things, and I mainly uh, kept them on. You know, I wanted, I was, I was by myself. Well, you wanted so, to experience it as well and know what, what yeah. everything does, right? Okay. Yeah, so I mainly kept them on. So that was, that was decent. Um, okay. And so, and at first, and I even said this in, the, in our video, 
at first I thought I had a bigger fuel tank. Mm. Um, so here's the thing. The, so the previous generation of the Tundra had the biggest fuel tank of any half-ton. It was 38 gallons. Which helped because it wasn't the most efficient truck. Right. So then they made it more efficient, mm-hmm. right? 10-speed, right. yada, yada, like we said. Um, they decreased the tank. And originally I heard that the tank was about 32 gallons. Okay. Which is still decent. And That's comparable to some other trucks. Yeah. And for us in Colorado and also Texas... Other big states, you know, where the long distances between cities, mm-hmm. uh, the more fuel you have, the better. Because I agree. You can, you can travel longer distances without stopping. But because I think we have a shorter wheelbase, uh, short bed option, we have a slightly smaller tank, which I believe is about 26 gallons. Uh, that's no bueno. Uh, well, but so it wasn't a huge problem mm. because I could reach almost... My, by my calculation, about 480 to 500 miles on a tank. Which is good because it's more efficient than it was before, but imagine how far you could go if you had a 32-gallon tank or even the bigger, 36 or something. Yeah, so so that's not, especially when towing. I wasn't mm-hmm. towing on this trip, obviously. Right. But if you're towing cross-country, which we often do here because we don't have many lakes close to us. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I take the ski boat out. If we go long distance, um, that's important. Right. And we'll be doing more testing like Oh, this, hell yeah, we will. Um, to see exactly how that works and how the Tundra behaves uh, when, when it's towing as well. So I was able to go about 480 miles. Of course, I filled up. I think the next time was in Colorado. Uh, and um, thankfully, thankfully enough, I made it to the Christmas party. How much time did you have to spare? Uh, it was funny because uh, my wife was actually um, catching a ride there from with somebody else, uh-huh. and the other couple got delayed. They were, you know, getting ready. Right. Uh, the the other uh, lady was uh, me, you know, doing makeup. Right. And I got there five minutes before them. That's awesome. <laughs> That's and I'm sure your wife so, was happy because I'm sure there was a, she was her arms were crossed and tapping on the floor and yeah. But but all I said was you know they came there 20 miles. Mm-hmm. I came a thousand and twenty miles. Yeah yeah. And How I, do you like I that? Him, and I beat him. Yeah. <laughs> See, um, so so overall, I would say that this was a successful trip, a good first test of the vehicle. Doing super long distance, you know, over a thousand miles, I consider is pretty extreme, especially doing it in a short amount of time. And shortly after that, actually almost exactly at the same time, Toyota delivered to TFL an almost identical truck, even the same color, for us to test. It's the evaluation truck. And it actually had a couple additional things, including the sunroof and whatnot, but otherwise almost identical. And that's the truck that we took on the Ike Gauntlet and other things because Andre was just arriving when we were setting that truck up to do the test. So what you're going to see in these upcoming videos is a very similar truck, but it's not the same. And the easiest way to tell the difference is the sunroof. Yeah. um, So I need to explain this a little bit more. Okay. Because I think people might be wondering what the heck is going on. Yeah, yeah, please. So we've been planning our TFL best truck competition for several months. That's correct. Uh, Basically what the point of our competition is, uh, which is why we're inviting many manufacturers to participate, is we want to take the all-new pickups mm-hmm. from every class uh, and, and actually test them in a similar fashion um, and kind of have the truck of the year. But we're calling it TFL Best Truck. That's right. So this is taking – there are a lot of trucks out there, but we're talking about new trucks, ones that either have been highly updated or all-new. 
Yes. Yeah, so, for example, we have the Santa Cruz that Hyundai sent. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the new uh, Ford Maverick all-wheel drive turbo mm-hmm. that Ford sent. Then we had the Nissan Frontier, the all-new right. uh, 2022 truck. Now, Toyota sent us for the competition the truck that looks almost Id- it is does look identical. For it is identical, with the exception of the sunroof. Yeah, it does have a panoramic sunroof. It has also other features that we don't have. Like the heated steering wheel, uh-huh, yeah. and Roman already commented on this. Yeah, I know. He um, it uh, the truck that Toyota sent for the competition also has the rear view camera in the mirror. Uh, in, the, in the mirror. Well, it's 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 a augmented uh, rear view mirror, so similar to what GM has and whatnot, where yeah. the entire thing is a video display. Yeah, uh, which our truck does not. That's correct. So we saved. I want to say, uh, based on the panoramic sunroof, the heated steering wheel. Uh, the rear camera mirror, and also this other truck has wireless charging, and we don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saved about three grand, three to four grand. So I would say there was a decent result. Uh, but also, this truck that the Tundra that Toyota sent us for the competition also has a gray interior. So when, when you're watching our videos on the iGauntlet and others, uh, if you see the gray interior, it's Toyota's truck. If you see the black interior, it's the TFL long-term truck. That is correct. <laughs> so, so that was uh, also our truck has a front license plate. That's right. Um, so, so there you go. But you know, in terms of quick video views, you see that it has the front license plate and the Panerex sunroof, or you see the interior black. That's yeah. That's the difference. Um, okay. So let's let's wrap this up with uh, talking about what's going on with the. Um, our truck competition. Yeah, so we're, we're doing several different things. Uh, the main categories are, are like this. Mm-hmm. So first of all, uh, MPG, mm-hmm. so road trips or loops. Right. Uh, you've seen a lot of this already uh, because we've also done a Frontier MPG efficiency testing. We've done some Maverick hybrid testing. We'll be doing more right. uh, with the other Maverick and Santa Cruz. Uh, then there is the off-road component. So if you've noticed all the trucks we've mentioned, um, including actually the um, third generation Ford Raptor mm-hmm. that we were not able to get from Ford, but uh, our friend Thomas actually is kind enough, who lives in Denver, yes. is kind enough to help us out. And that's the one with 37s um, on it, by so, the way. So, yeah, Ford did not um, submit the Raptor. Um, also, Rivian and GMC Hummer did not submit trucks. We asked. Yeah. Now, we will be getting our hands on those hopefully later. We've been promised. But unfortunately, they won't make them in time for this competition. Yeah. So the off-road is a component, and we'll be doing a lot more. So stay tuned to TFL Off-Road Channel for that. Mm -hmm. Um, We already did the Frontier Mm -hmm. again against the Titan. Right. Um, You'll see that as well. Uh, Then there is the technology piece, which is kind of a user interface Mm -hmm. category where we kind of judge some of the technology and layouts. Yeah, that's getting more and more important. I mean, back in the old days, it just used to be AM, (laughs) you know, radio. But now, no, seriously, there's, you know, screen sizes and compatibility, you know, ease of use, layout, the whole nine yards. Because some of the trucks are not as intuitive as you would think. Yeah, exactly. For example, on the Tundra, the uh, heated steering wheel button is actually on the left. You kind of had to crank your head on the left of the steering wheel and actually find it, which is not ideal. Yeah, some automakers put it in the center stack or even on the steering wheel itself. So, you know, these are little things that we do take into account. Yeah, there's towing. So Mm -hmm. iGauntlet is a big component of this. Oh, yeah, huge. Um, So, and also payload testing, like you've seen us at the ranch, Mm -hmm. you know, hauling logs, hauling hay. (laughs) 
Yeah, we try to bring it up to its uh, maximum payload and then evaluate the truck based on driving it. And what you guys see is entertainment, but also we are doing some actual real-world testing with these trucks. And we're taking notes, yes. and obviously, and so we'll be judging them and, and, and also scoring them. Precisely. Um, so that is what TFL Best Truck Competition for 2022 is all about. And then, uh, coming later next year, in 2022 calendar year, uh, like you said, we'll be getting more electric trucks. Mm -hmm. So um, we're talking to Rivian again, GMC Hummer. Um, then the Ford Lightning is coming. That's right, and we're also expecting eventually a Silverado electric truck, and then Ram said they're going to be building one as well. Yeah, maybe within a couple of years. Yes. Uh, so it won't be happening super quick. But it's going to so, be happening. So there'll be more competitions, including iGauntlet. So if you want to see more head-to-head, -head, for example, like F-150 versus Tundra right. or Silverado versus Tundra, etc., that's still coming. Right. Um, so it's just that we have a compressed timeline for our best truck competition. If you were to walk outside of TFL Studios right now, you would see over nearly a dozen trucks sitting out there that we have to test. And this is great because we've had a horrible dry season where there's very little snow out there. So we're trying to get them done as quickly as possible to make sure we get results that are comparable, th that go across the board. And so far, so good, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah, the, the environment is struggling with the drought, but yeah, it's but good it helps for us. us. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, and also we'll be doing winter testing when the winter comes. <laughs> yes, if it ever comes. But no, <laughs> we are expecting snow very soon, actually. So there you have it. Um, there was Andre's trip encapsulated. I think that it was a very good shakedown run of the Toyota Tundra. And there are already, oh, we got about like a half dozen videos with the Tundra and expect a lot more in the near future. We will not stop showing that video to you guys before anybody else. Yeah, and you can be sure, you know, you may see this Tundra, our own Tundra. Our own. Because Toyota's Tundra will be leaving us yes. with a couple of, within a couple of days. Right. Um, you may see it in Moab. Oh, you may see happen. it in other areas. It's going to happen. We're so, taking it everywhere. Yeah, so more coming for sure. So stay tuned. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for your support on patreon.com slash TFLcar, which is our only page there. Yep. Um, and as always, stay tuned for more from TFL Talking Trucks podcast. See you guys. Take care. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.